I think you've been having a very busy couple of weeks. <laughs> I have, just a little bit, yeah. It's been fucking insane, quite frankly. I don't think I'd be coping so well with all of that. And then I heard of the new COVID lockdowns today. I know. I thought, oh, cool, maybe I can have a couple of days off work, but no, we're still going to work. <laughs> this is the crazy part. I'm labelled an essential worker because I can't work from home. Ah, is that the definition of essential worker? Yeah, yeah. I love that. We're allowed to have up to two customers on the yard at a time. Right. But people can't leave their homes unless it's for work or important things. So I'm just like, well, what two customers are we going to have coming on exactly? And if a third comes on, do I then have to chase them off and say, no, stand outside the gate until I tell you you can come in? How many people do you have on the yard usually at a time? We can have shitloads sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're selling really hot. It's amazing how often we sing on this show. I know. I love singing. <laughs> I've had Roxette listen to your heart in my head all week since re-listening to Emma Smith's episode. I've had that, come on, girls, girls do you believe in love? Because <laughs> i got something <laughs> to tell you. Who goes a little something like this? Uh, remember how controversial Madonna video clips were back in the day and now they'd be like G-rated and on kids' shows? I know, right? Imagine if little Nass was like back in the day of Madonna. Yeah, Madonna would have been like, wow, that's even too much for me. I don't know. I think they're about the same level, to be honest. I mean, Madonna in her live performances was masturbating with a crucifix and stuff. Oh, well, as you do. There's another Patreon goal. We'll masturbate with a Book of Mormon. (laughs) If we get to like 10,000. Join us on Patreon. For the, the Book of Mormon circle jerk. Yes. All right. So what are we up to? Uh, Chapter 21. Oh, guess what? And this is a quoting Isaiah chapter tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, this is the straight up plagiarizing from the Bible shit tonight, which means (laughs) we're really not going to have a clue what's going on. It's going to be great. (laughs) That's right, because if you've ever read Isaiah just straight normal, it doesn't make sense. It's really, really silly. It's like he's on mushrooms. Oh, yeah, he'd be dripping. (laughs) So how many caravans have you sold this week, Paul? Four so far. That's fucking amazing. I've had a really good couple of days, actually. It's been great. You're like a machine. I am. You know you've got a real skill there. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm a salesman. I've been doing this shit for 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody likes me. I'm a very pleasant, approachable, (laughs) unlikable person, believe it or not. Can you tell that at home, listeners? I can. I am so fucking likable. You are. You have this slight disagreeability that pops in from time to time where you just need to... You know. I'm an arsehole who's very good at making it look like I'm not an arsehole. It's okay. Mm. I wouldn't call you an arsehole. Everyone's an arsehole. I try. Try your best to be an arsehole. It's okay. I'm no Nephi, let's face facts. I'll never be as good and wholesome as Nephi. And I'll never be Nephi's wife because I have a name. (laughs) Uh, And a barren uterus. Yes. All right, well, let's get off to start. I realised listening to last week's episode, I didn't do the proper intro, so we've got to do that this week. There's an expectation on us. Oh, yes. So, good evening, brothers and sisters around the world, and welcome to Book of Boredom with me, Brother Paul, and, as always, the eternal concubine, Sister Patience. Hey, Brother Paul. Hey, sister. (laughs) And hello and welcome to all seven of our listeners across the globe, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's really wonderful to look at the stats, isn't it? Yeah, I really hope there's more somehow that we're just not getting the uh, stats for, but we got at least seven. (laughs) 
<laughs> at least seven. And so, you know, including our girlfriends, I think my parents listen on occasion. Uh, I listen to it myself. Uh, there might be maybe two people <laughs> that are straying in. But uh, if you were listening for the first time, welcome. This is a book of boredom where myself and sister patients read the most holy of sacred books, the truest of all truthfulness books, uh, <laughs> according to those who wrote it anyway, uh, the Book of Mormon. And we pull apart Mormonism and have some fun in the process while I drink wine. I'm having a glass of wine this evening. And Patience, as always, lives up to her name and puts up with me and my uh, my weird ramblings. Oh, it's the highlight of my week, Paul, to put up with you. So if you are listening for the first time, go back to episode one and listen through because I'm sure you'll enjoy the humour and what we have to talk about. Uh, if you're one of the seven <laughs> people that's been with us from the start, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Don't forget to give the podcast a like, a rating and a share on whatever platform you use. Help spread the word. And we've got Patreon. Patreon, ladies and gentlemen, special Patreon content. Now, this last week we uploaded our special interview with Joseph Smith's wife, Emma Smith, which was quite enlightening. And we'll have to get Joseph to give us a bit of a rebuttal, so there's a lot of potential there. But tune into Patreon for all of the good stuff. We've also got an interview with Jesus in our Patreon and an interview with Joseph Smith himself, so you don't want to miss that. That's that, that's the good stuff. I'd really like to interview Drunk Emma. Drunk Emma? Yeah, I reckon a couple of glasses of wine she'll let loose, maybe tell us a little bit more. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I really felt like she was holding on pretty tightly. Yeah, yeah. She was towing the line a little bit there. You know, the, the official. She really was. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a bit more to her that we might have to find out in time. She's such an enigma. I was mm -hmm. uh, doing a little bit of research trying to work out what to write in the notes for that. Someone wrote a book about her. I think maybe in the eighties or nineties mm. called um, Mormon Enigma or something. I haven't read it. I don't yeah. know anything about it. But I'm thinking I might read it. There's a few books about her. Apparently, she's a bit of a contradiction. Yeah, a lot has been said about her in, in the church, especially after Joseph was killed because mm. uh, she left the mainstream Mormon church and went off and did her own thing. But, um, yeah, I, I'm sometimes not convinced that she was uh, fully as into it as, as, as Joseph was, I think especially towards the end. I think she was getting kind of over the shit. Yeah, I think you might be right about that. Yes. But anyway, that episode is in there in Patreon. Listen to our wonderful Emma Smith. Uh, via our Urim and Thummim device. And, uh, yeah, she was very touchy-feely, I must say. I don't know what she did when you excused her to the bathroom, but... Uh, ah! yeah. Did you find your body manipulated later? I do feel violated uh, just a little bit. <laughs> Were you all spent? <laughs> I think I may have been a bit more gentle with hers than she was with mine somehow. Oh, well, it's nice that you're gentle. Yeah, yeah, you, you can start easy. You don't want to, you know, soft and sensual from the beginning. you got to ease into things. Okay, and then work into some rough stuff later. Yeah, yeah, if the mood takes you that way. Oh, yeah. So how's your week been, Sister Patience? What have you been up to aside from uh, tirelessly editing this uh, wonderful podcast of ours? I'm always busy. Mm. I've gotten on top of some work last night, actually. Oh, there you go. Well, yesterday, I, I lose track of the days a bit because my sleep cycle's all over the place. Yeah, I notice that. I, yeah. I don't know what time <laughs> of day to message you because I'm like, is she asleep right now or awake? I don't know. You can actually message me anytime. You wait until you're awake before you answer. My phone has no sound, so it doesn't matter. It's funny. I've got a couple of Star Wars ringtones on my phone, but it doesn't matter because it's always on silence. <laughs> 
I'm a millennial, Paul. We don't have sound on it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds weird. <laughs> then I wake up in the morning and, you know, there's messages everywhere. But it's great. It's a nice way to wake up and have messages from people. Yeah. Make you feel wanted first thing in the morning. It does. I like doing that too. Yeah. All right. Well, we are nearing the end of First Nephi. I think we've done really well so far. Special episode next week for the last chapter of this autumn fest that is First Nephi. But let's get to the second to last chapter of First Nephi. What kind of wine are you drinking? Ah, bugger if I know. It's just a white one. Bugger if I know wine. (laughs) What have we got? It is Jade Estate. Samillion. Oh. Yeah. This is the first time I've asked you about what you're drinking and you're like, oh, you know what? I really don't know. The good people at Jade Estate. We are looking for sponsors for the show as always, so I'm happy to give a free plug just this once. But if you want me to plug you again, we want your money. So sponsor us. I'm guessing that after last week was such a clusterfuck trying to understand any of that horse shit that you decided you really just need to go full force into the drinking. <sighs> No, I've, I've gone all right this week. Uh, I've only had the one glass so far, so I have great confidence that we'll get through this, uh, hopefully without falling off my chair with laughter this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, oh, we, well, I didn't have a chair as such. I was sitting on the side of my bed and we were both laughing hysterically and, you know, uh, with laughter comes much body movement and muscle yeah. movement and stuff. And, uh, yes, I did fall off the side of the bed, but it was great. I laughed so hard editing that so much. Yeah, and I, I laughed hard listening back to it hopefully our seven listeners enjoyed it as well and if nothing else we make each other laugh so (laughs) we up to first nephi chapter 21 now for those playing the home game this is a section where joseph smith just straight up plagiarizes the bible (laughs) because if you have a look in the chapter heading where it gives a brief synopsis of the chapter it says compare isaiah 49 oh which basically means we copied Isaiah 49. Before we continue, I remembered something. Last week, we spoke about the two mysterious prophets, okay, Zenos and... Zendik. Zem, whatever the fuck it was, okay? (laughs) And we were like, we've never heard of these prophets before. Who's he talking about? I remembered what the Mormon explanation was for those prophets. Are you ready to hear it? Oh, do tell. I'm on the edge of my seat. So in the early days of Christianity, when they were putting the Bible together... They, of course, left certain books and parts of the Bible out and just picked the ones that they wanted to put in, okay, which is something that did happen. We do know that that's a fact. So the Mormon explanation for these prophets we never heard of were they were books that were left out when the Bible was put together by the early Christian church. But Nephi would have had access to these in Jerusalem beforehand, of course. (laughs) He saw the original biblical text somehow but didn't take them with Mm -hmm. him he left them for other people to find hundreds of years later and to bridge together. So that is the Mormon explanation. Do you oh. accept that? Can you see that that's, you know? The only problem I have with that explanation is we actually have a lot of the books that they left out. Exactly. <laughs> so it is well established that there were books left out of the Bible from the original text and whatever, but we have a record of what was left out. Yes, and in most cases, we have translations for it. So again, yeah. the Mormon story doesn't hold water because nobody anywhere has found any record whatsoever yeah. of those prophets or those books being left out. In fact, I would say if you want to go back as far as the Council of Nicaea. That's the one I was thinking of. Yes. You, see, this is why I need you. You remember the names <laughs> of these things. I'm very vague. I'm just like, yeah, there's guys that uh, pulled it all apart early on in the piece. You remember the council. We would have actually every text 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they've, they've found everything that was left in and out of the Bible. That's how we know about characters like Lilith, Adam's first wife, <laughs> and that sort of thing, because we found the text. But nobody <laughs> has found any record of texts with these prophets that Nephi was talking about in the last chapter, the mysterious Zenith and Nick Kyrios or whatever the fuck it was. Neum. 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 So, so these books were so well hidden that nobody has any record of them ever other than the Book of Mormon, which means it is true because the Book of Mormon says it's true. The Book of Mormon's true because the Book of Mormon says it's true. Yes, the Book of Mormon is true because the Book of Mormon says it's true. Say it ten times really fast. The Book of Mormon is true because the Book of Mormon says it's true. The Book of Mormon... Nah, fuck it. Did you like the way I sped that up? <laughs> So that's just a follow-up from last week for anybody who's wondering, yes, uh, that is the Mormon explanation, that these mysterious prophets that we shall never speak of again, they wrote books that the uh, the council left out when putting the Bible together. That council was in AD 325. Oh, there you go. So what? that's about 825 years after the time of Nephi or something. Yes, yes, yes. Well, this Nephi shit is supposedly happening right now about 600 BC. <laughs> so about 900 years later, they were like, hmm, let's take Nephi's favorite books out of this thing. You think? You know what's really crazy? Joseph Smith relies on the fact that people believe in the Bible. Mm. But there's nothing that happened in the Bible, in Kings or Chronicles or any of that horse shit about supposed Israeli state that's ever been verified by anything archaeological. No. It's, it's all just <laughs> fiction. It's all yeah, just yeah. complete fiction. Whether it's America or the Middle East, there is absolutely <laughs> no evidence whatsoever of anything mentioned in the Book of Mormon. No. None of the people, the locations, the things they left behind, the animals, there is zero absolutely jack shit but it's true though oh see as long as you pray about it, it, it it's true okay right you don't need evidence you just need faith if you feel it in your burning bosom that's it if your boobs are burning then this book is true and you know it oh, oh. well you get all hot and flustered there oh. Oh. <laughs> let me redirect the air conditioning your, your, your boobs are going to, like, absolutely light up the whole of East Brisbane if you're not careful. <laughs> I feel a Madonna cone boob moment coming on. <laughs> Come on, burn, burn. <laughs> Let your bosoms burn to the scriptures. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> okay, we're going to record an album of covers of, like, reworked songs to fit the Book of Mormon. But they have to be done over Zoom just so that it's an extra challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, can't be, it can't be too professional. Come on. Now, if you're listening at home, when we sing, I have to realign it because you can't sing over Zoom because there's a delay, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's why as we start to sing, it feels like we're slowing down. Well, on that note, should we find out how much of Isaiah Joseph Smith plagiarized for this wonderful book? Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Lily's Scripture Study. Today I'm reading from Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 5. As a woman shall not wear that pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For whoever doeth these things is an abomination unto Jehovah thy God. Uh, basically, men can't wear women's clothes and women can't wear men's clothes. I must wear a skirt of whales I am abomination. Oh. If you're gonna be sexist, at least spell everything right and not make it look like you're six.
Hit me with it, Paul. Take it away. I can see on your face that you really, really want to do this. You're looking forward to it. Oh, I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I'll start with the first five, hey? All right, go for it. And again, hearken, O ye house of Israel, all ye that are broken off and are driven out because of the wickedness of the pastors of my people. Yea, all ye that are broken off, that are scattered abroad, who are of my people, O house of Israel. Listen, O isles unto me, and hearken ye people from far. The Lord hath called me from the womb, from the bowels of my mother hath he made mention of my name. Babies don't come from the bowels. Well, we knew he was a shit baby. The bowels lead to the bum hole, not the birth hole. (laughs) If he's coming out of his mother's bowels, there's some serious medical issues going on here. It just goes to show how little men know about the holes that are in a woman, though. Uh, Or especially thousands of years ago. (laughs) 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 I wonder if Isaiah had even seen a woman other than his mother. And he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand. Hath he hid me and made me a polished shaft. Oh, hello. (laughs) In his quiver hath he hid me. (laughs) A polished shaft in a quiver. (laughs) There is nothing like a nice polished shaft. Am I right, men? And said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. God is such a fucking narcissist. I know. He loves to be glorified. Glorify me. (laughs) Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught and in vain. Surely my judgment is with the Lord and my work with my God. I'm falling asleep already. Yeah, just get that yawn out, Paul. Yep, yep. Okay, we've got to focus. We're doing an important public service here. And now, (laughs) saith the Lord that formed me from the womb. Okay, he's learned what part people are born from now. That's something. That I should be his servant to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. Are you with us at home? Are you keeping up with this? It's all just a bit mamby-pamby, isn't mm, it? Pretty much all I got is praising God and glorifying God and pushing your shaft is about all I got. I wish you'd just be more succinct, you know, and just really mm. cut to the fucking chase. In fact, I wish the whole Bible would. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting point. You know, a lot of Christians say that masturbation is a sin, yet here we have Isaiah himself, one of the most revered prophets, saying that he is all for a polished shaft. <laughs> so, Christian or not, don't worry, the Bible is all for it. Go home, men, and polish that shaft all you like. Was Isaiah the prophet that God commanded to marry a prostitute? Well, that's his story. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, he had to justify marrying a whore somehow. So, you know, it's like Joseph Smith with his many wives. He's like, oh, uh, God told me to. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the truth is I didn't pay her and I've got to, like, work for her to, to get my money's worth. Actually, that's something I wanted to bring up with you. As I was reading about Emma Smith, mm. I typed into Google DNA evidence of Joseph Smith's offspring. Mm. And you know what? There is no DNA evidence currently 
that he had any other offspring with anyone except Emma. Oh, well, I will have to find the records for that because, yeah, it's up for debate. Nobody knows for sure. We do know that he did order abortions of some women who he impregnated, and they only ever officially said that Emma's children were his children, but it is possible there could have been other offspring because, let's face it, he was fucking a lot. It's possible because on this list that I read, there were a few that they don't have DNA tests for. Yes. It was only three they didn't know about, I think, for sure. But yes, he did try to cover his tracks there, especially since some of the women he impregnated were married to other men and he didn't want them knowing about it. So yes, he did order a lot of abortions. And yes, people of the Mormon church who are now anti-abortion. Joseph Smith did it. He was the prophet. He was the prophet. If it was so <laughs> bad, he wouldn't have done it. So, you know, <laughs> all right, here's my first six sister. And he said, it is a light thing that thou shouldst be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles and thou mayest be be my salvation unto the ends of the earth. Now, I just had a thought, okay, Nephi was chiseling gold plates. This section here, he is just ripping off Isaiah, like directly reading from Isaiah. Did he chip this on the plates? Yeah, that seems... Seems it would have been a lot easier for him to say, yeah, read Isaiah 9. Link to this, like an early form of hypertext. Yes, yes, but I have a feeling he chiseled this away. Actually, another thing the Mormons say is, you know, the reason that Nephi wanted to quote these Isaiah chapters was because, again, the Bible wasn't 100% accurate, and Nephi's translation of the words of Isaiah are more accurate. Oh, so accurate. Yeah, because if you compare them, there's a few words here and there that are just a little bit different, and that makes all the... Um. All the difference in the world, which is the justification for Nephi getting bored and just quoting Isaiah. Or, in other words, nevertheless, more unto, it was more Joseph Smith needing to fill space in his book and he was just ripping off Isaiah and just thought every so often, I will change a word just to make it look like it's different. <laughs> Do you reckon that Joseph had a copy of the Bible inside his hat? Well, probably for this section, I'd say so, yeah. I mean, it, it would be very hard for anyone to memorise all of this. So. But people did. That's what I was sort of getting at. Do you think he actually had huge chunks of the Bible memorised? Uh, it's entirely possible. It does seem he had a good memory as far as this side of things goes. He was very good at quoting scripture when called upon. That is, of course, if the records about him are accurate. So yeah, either he had it kind of stapled to the top of his hat to read or he did remember it, which I guess could explain the differences in the words every here and there is maybe Joseph Smith didn't intentionally make the words different. He was just going from memory and his memory jumbled them up a little bit. Verse 7, thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel. Yay! His holy one. Oh, so holy. He's going to have holes in his hand. Mm. He's already mentioned the bowels, so clearly he, <laughs> he, he knows where those holes lead to. To him whom man despiseth. Despiseth. Oh, God. Sounds like a Marvel villain. <laughs> despiseth. Special power. I don't know. <laughs> hatred. Throwing hatred at you with his despising. Uh, okay, uh, where did I get up to? Special power, bore you to tears. Okay. Despiseth. Despiseth. To him whom the nation abhorreth. That's his sister. Yes. <laughs> to servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise. Princes also shall worship because of the Lord. That is faithful. Okay, right. 
Thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time have I heard thee, O isles of the sea, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee, and give thee my servant for a covenant of the people to establish the earth, to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. What? Why would you want to inherit anything that is desolate? Not a good investment. It's just so full of words that it's still not really saying anything. No, no, no. It is deep and profound. <laughs> and only very spiritual and deep people can comprehend the words of Isaiah because it's layered. It has so many meanings wrapped up in this meaning spiritual salad. It is not random words thrown together by a lunatic, okay? Not at all. <laughs> And how did Jesus establish the earth? He didn't do anything like that. I mean, there's no kingdom of Jesus. Mm, yeah, it's God's kingdom. But it just didn't happen. Like, Although, again, in Mormon doctrine, God and Jesus created the world together. Yeah, the word. No, the world, the universe, the, everything. God and Jesus were a team. They did it together. Yeah, but Jesus is the word, right? Yeah, he's the word, I guess. Word up. Yeah. Word to you, mama. <laughs> Remember when we were in grade 12 or something, you had that little joke about Jesus and his disciples, and it's like, what about if Jesus was called homie G? <laughs> <laughs> did I make jokes about Jesus when I was a good little Mormon boy? Oh, no! You did. I was actually really surprised, <laughs> but it was really bloody funny, even though I was quite the religious person too. Homie J in his crib. Yeah. <laughs> J smoking a smoky J. <laughs> J to the C. <laughs> my blasphemy goes back further than I thought. Thank you for the reminder. That's all right. I booked my place in hell many a year ago. Well, I laughed at you, I'm sure, so so did I. Oh, yeah, you, we, we laughed at each other all the time. That was that was our thing. It was the best thing about going to school. Actually, yeah. I remember when I did my whole prefect speech, I was like, I just think we should all have a really good time. I just, I don't want to be sad, you know. <laughs> I was just laugh and have fun. Yeah. And we annoyed everybody else with our jokes and it was great. As long as you and me are laughing, that's all that matters. You were the only one that did anything on that whole prefect committee. You organised the school dances and stuff. I did, and they were awesome, weren't they? They were fucking awesome. And the formal. I did it all. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> and I even did our 20-year reunion a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, really? How did that go? Really good, really good. You should come to the 25th. I will. Did anyone ask about me on the 20th? I bet they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The couple people ask. Oh. <laughs> That's nice. All right. That thou mayest say to the prisoners. What prisoners? Uh. <laughs> Go forth, semen colon, to them that sit in the darkness. Show yourselves. Express yourself. <laughs> hey, hey. They shall feed in the ways, and their pastures shall be in all high places. High places. Shout out to Brother Mark on that one. You're in a high place. <laughs> they shall feed in the ways. Mm. I think he's talking about edibles. Yeah, I, th I think so, because they're high in all pastures and places. Oh, I started watching this new show this week called Chopped 
420. It's just like chopped, like the cooking competition show. Oh, I was thinking chopped like when people chop a car. That shows our differences in personalities, you know. But anyway, keep going. And it's just all with like infusing marijuana into regular cuisine. Oh, yeah, you could have it with just about anything. Oh, I, I think that uh, they don't care what they put it with. It could be seasoning on your chips. It can be butter on your bread. It can be anything you want. <laughs> Does marijuana make you anxious? I haven't had it for years, I must admit, but it all depends on the type. Oh, okay. It depends on what it is. Some of them just make me kind of mellow and be really chill. <laughs> the last time I had some, I was all kind of giggly and weird, and I was like, huh? look at my skin. This is amazing skin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm mellow enough as it is. Let's face it, I, I mean, a very chill person, so. Yeah, you don't need to be any mellower. Yeah, it just kind of takes me even lower still, and it's awesome. But it's not legal in our country, and I do not endorse use of illegal substances. <laughs> but legalise it, Australia. We need it. <laughs> yeah, all drugs should be legal, definitely. Yes. Actually, off topic, I read a thing today. Iceland has legalised all drugs. Everything is legal, and you can have up to, like, 10 days' worth of anything without being charged, and even then it's like a $200 fine or something. Wow. And they have, like, some of the lowest drug-related crime in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. I think it should happen. Excellent. Not because I want to take drugs. I just think they should be legal and that shouldn't be a focus of law enforcement. Could you imagine doing this show after shooting up on heroin? <laughs> no. I think I'd probably be out cold. <laughs> Not another hardcore stuff, but yes, pot is good. Let's bring in some pot. Which is incidentally, uh, let's try to figure out what the fuck Isaiah was on when he wrote this shit. DMT, I think. He was definitely tripping on something. They shall not hunger nor thirst. Okay, so it's a drug that limits the hunger and thirst. Okay. Oh, that's unusual. Most drugs make you want to eat and drink. Interesting. So it's definitely not Mary J. Mm. Neither shall the heat nor the sun smite them, semen colon. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them. Even by the springs of water shall he guide them. I still don't really know who he's talking about or what the context is, but uh, whoever it is he's talking about is not going to die of heat stroke because they are near water. It's supposedly being led by Jesus. I'm sure that's what they're getting at. Yeah, it's always Jesus. He's behind everything. But if you ask the Jews, they'll tell you what they think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind, still kind of awkward, that whole kind of Jesus-Jew situation. They haven't really quite made friends with each other over that stuff yet. But their explanations of it make more sense than it being Jesus, let me assure you. In fact, their explanations of Isaiah not being Jesus, in fact, nothing in the Old Testament being Jesus, was what got me out of Christianity. Actually, I do remember that. I remember towards the end of your journey out of church, you said that you were sort of leaning towards the Judean philosophies and stuff. I do recall that. Yeah. Hello, Jews. Any Jewish friends listening? We're on your team, baby. Yeah, team Jew. All right, verse 11. And I will make all my mountains away, and my highways shall be exalted. Does that mean he's making overpasses? Does he charge a toll on his highways? Because tell you what, I hate paying the fucking tolls here in Brisbane. If they're going to be exalted, it has to be a really high bridge, and that's going to cost a lot of money. Okay, well, let's see what else he has to say. And then, O house of Israel. Oh, okay, he's talking to Israel now. Excellent. Behold, these shall come from far and low, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Sinim. Sinim? 
It's kind of like every verse is like a self-contained verse, isn't it? <laughs> like none of them seem to kind of flow into the next. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, for the feet of those who are in the east shall be established and break forth into singing, O mountains, for they shall be smitten no more, for the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. But behold! Zion hath said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. But he will show that he hath not. For can a woman forget her sucking child? <laughs> well, not why it's sucking. No. It's a bit hard to forget that. It's right there on the booby that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. Oh, so he gets it now. They come from the womb. He hasn't mentioned bowels again. He was like, oh, shit, wrong body part, womb. Yay, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee, O house of Israel. <sighs> this is really boring. I know, isn't it? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to make this entertaining as possible, but this is just every verse is, yeah, it is like it's a standalone verse that makes no sense. And like anyone who's deep into scriptural stuff is like, oh, this is so in depth and profound and wonderful. No, this guy clearly was just tripping. Have you noticed how we're actually getting sentences that aren't like entire paragraphs? Well, that's because Joseph is plagiarizing this. That's right. When Joseph Smith was writing, it was just paragraph long sentences. Isaiah yeah. was a little bit more grammatically correct, even if the content was yeah. still very nonsensical. Because they had a little bit more time to clean it up over the years. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. The soldier on. We are determined. We have said we are going to read every part of this book, every chapter, every verse, no matter how much it bores us and doesn't make sense. Oh, shit, where am I? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, here we go. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. So what do the palms of his hands and walls have to do with each other and anything? That is so weird. Are they talking about like the wailing wall or something? It couldn't be that. My walls are continually before me. Is he in prison? What's it have to do with his with the palms of his hands? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> as a species, we need to stop listening to crazy people. Surely, surely as we read on, there's <laughs> going to be some paragraph or something that ties this all together and makes it make sense. Probably not the next verse, though. Probably not, no. Thy children shall make haste against thy destroyers and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee okay mm. lift up thine eyes round about and behold all these gather themselves together and they shall come to thee and as i live saith the lord thou shalt surely clothe thee with them all what god's gonna clothe himself with humans huh? what kind of saw movie is this <laughs> read the last line it ties it all together well oh okay as with an ornament and bind them on even as a bride see it makes perfect sense now oh my god Last <laughs> <laughs> we've got children making haste destroyers laying waste Eyes looking round about, somebody gathering themselves together, the Lord clothing people with ornaments. Jesus is a wedding planner. <laughs> 
who's into BDSM. Yeah, he does very special weddings where everybody gets dressed up and, you know, has like the leather straps and whips and whatever. Ball gag and the whole thing. Yeah, there you go. The whole nine tails. Wedding planet Jesus. That's what he does. He sets up the ornaments and bind them on even as a bride. He's a dressmaker. <laughs> For thy waste and thy desolate places and the land of thy destruction shall even now be too narrow by reason of the inhabitants, and they that swallow thee up shall be far away. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, far, far away. Where fairy tales happen. This is so dry. <laughs> I bet it's so dry because it's actually just the Bible. Yeah, probably. It's not Smitty's words. If it was Smitty's words, there'd be more you could make fun of. Yeah, but he's just taken one of the most boring, nonsensical passages of the Bible and being like, yeah, let's slap that in there. <laughs> this will prove I'm a prophet. Oh, for sure. No doubt now he can quote other people. Oh, Smitty. Very prophetic. <laughs> what a man. Mm, what a mighty good man. Mighty, mighty prophet. The children whom... Thou shalt have, after thou hast lost the first, shall again in thine ears say, The place is too straight for me. <laughs> <laughs> he needs someone a bit more gay, apparently. Give place to me that I may dwell. Oh, That's yeah. it. find me the gay here. <laughs> okay, now it's getting interesting. Let's move to the gay neighborhood. This place sucks. Yeah, yeah, none of this straight bullshit. Let's get my queer on. <laughs> All right, you're gay. Then shalt thou say in thine heart, Who hath begotten me these, seeing I have lost my children and am desolate, a captive, and removing to and fro? And who hath brought up these? Behold, I was left alone. These, where have they been? <laughs> You're yawning so much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly trying not to, but I'm just like, what? Well, so, so, so boring. I, I want to read these last two, two sentences again. And just, okay. And behold, who hath brought up these? Behold, I was left alone. These, where have they been? What? <laughs> Where's my thing? <laughs> 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 Have you lost your keys? What are you? <laughs> Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up mine hand to the Gentiles and set up my standard to the people, and they shall bring thy sons in their arms and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. What? Why? When Jesus comes back, maybe it's going to be like one of those things where, like, you have, like, a woman on your shoulders and you, like, you do those wrestle things. Like in the pool, you know, like you put someone on your shoulders. Oh. Maybe Jesus is planning party games. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, all right, all the guys, pick a girl, put her on your shoulders and let's wrestle for my entertainment. i got to say I don't have any better explanations. Yeah, well, well. Let's just take, I mean, it's, it's a fun game. Oh, for sure. Now, everybody who's ever been in a pool has done the whole kind of one person on the other person's shoulders fight and wrestle thing. I need to get back to the pool, Paul. It's been a couple of years. Yes, you do. And you need to get on somebody's shoulders and wrestle because that's what Jesus wants. Got a nice bikini over there. Oh, 
I should get into that. The Book of Boredom Bikini Range. There's some merchandise for us. <laughs> you can have little pictures of Bob over the nipples. <laughs> the Book of Boredom Wet T-Shirt Competition. There you go. I'll have a shot at that. You see my rack? I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> uh, okay, and kings shall be thy nursing fathers and their queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face towards the earth and lick up the dust of thy feet, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. Why would we want to lick Jesus' dirty feet? Where did the waiting come from? What? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't talking about waiting beforehand. Well, I guess Jesus there is talking about when he comes back and next time or something like we waited for him to come back his ideas are just all over the place and as our reward for waiting for jesus to come back we get to lick the dust of his feet oh fuck that noise is that christian heaven we sing to god all day and we lick the dirt off of jesus's feet it's hard enough eating healthy but if you're telling me i've got to eat dust too i think i'll just top myself not a lot of calories in that. Not a lot of, uh, you know, proteins or, or nutritional value in licking dirt off Jesus' feet, I would imagine. No. Mm. Just some holy toe jam. For shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captors delivered? Question mark. What? What prey? The prey that has been taken from the mighty and lawful captives. Weren't you paying attention? For shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? What? He was just talking about licking feet in the verse before. What's he on about now? Maybe verse 25 will give us the answer. <laughs> but thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contendeth with thee and I will save thy children. Oh, he loves to save the children. Again, what does this have to do with licking feet and saving lawful captives? I have no fucking idea. One more verse. I will read this one. And I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh. Holy shit. <laughs> He's going to, like, chop their arm off and they feed it to them. They shall be drunken with their own blood as with sweet wine, and all flesh will know that I, the Lord, am thy saviour and thy redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. It's a Saw movie, Paul. It is! It's fucking macabre! Okay, so, so to summarise, this is what I remember from this chapter so far. Children are born out of a woman's bowels. So they're shit babies. Yeah, shit babies. Jesus is a wedding planner and dressmaker, but only for BDSM. Yes. <laughs> Something about lawful captives, I have no fucking idea. Oh, oh, I forgot the most important thing. We're polishing our shafts and our quivers. <laughs> I've got the shaft, you've got the quiver. Oh, yeah. perfect fit. We're allowed to polish them all we like, by the way, everybody at home. Oh. Masturbate for Jesus, because Isaiah says so. Oh, got to get something out of it. So cannibalism is the last verse here. The bad people are going to get full eating their own flesh and get drunk drinking their own blood. Yeah, it's not just cannibalism, it's actually self-cannibalism. Yeah, it's not like they're eating somebody else, they're eating themselves. Ah. That's no way to lose weight either, because all you're doing is putting yours straight back on and it's just going to go right back to where you took it from. Exactly. There was only one good verse, and that was the one where it told us to move to the gay district. Yeah, yeah, the non-straight. Okay. So, yeah, 
clearly, th this chapter is clearly about the alternative lifestyles that most Christians condemn. <laughs> okay? It's okay to polish your own rod. It's okay to polish your own quiver. Don't be straight. Eat yourself. Eat yourself. Drink your own blood. I don't recommend those last two. No. FYI, public service announcement. Don't do that. Myself and patients did not tell you to eat yourself and drink your blood. The Bible did. Your Honour. Uh, <laughs> That is our argument in court. We did not encourage people to do that. We were merely reading the book. That's right. God put it there. We got told highways, not going hungry, thirsty, or getting heat stroke because we're next to water. This chapter has it all. I mean, it's got so much in there that is so worthwhile. And, you know, really, this chapter will really help us with our lives. Isn't the wisdom in this chapter just really going to help us to be our better selves? It really is because I can't even fathom the ways I'm going to apply it to my life in the future, mm, mm, which mm. means there just must be so many that I can't even comprehend them. Yes, yes, yes. And if we don't eat ourselves, well, Jesus is going to be pissed, so, you know. Um, do you like to eat yourself with a bit of ketchup or are you more of sort of a chicken salt type of woman? I've never tried it. Um... You've never tried chicken salt? Oh, I've tried chicken salt, yeah. Oh, but not with human flesh, okay. Not know. with human flesh, though, no. I, I mean, do we eat ourselves raw like a sushi thing or are we meant to, like, cut off little pieces and cook them first? How are we meant to do this? Yeah, what do they call it, ceviche or...? Because is... it's impossible to eat your whole self because you get to a point where any more of your own body won't go into your own mouth because of the angles and stuff. Yeah. So what are we meant to do with, like, our heads when we've eaten our whole bodies? It doesn't give us any instruction on that. Maybe religion is going to eat itself. Maybe that's what it's predicting. Oh, well, you can't find hidden meaning in this shit. Oh, oh, shit. They want right. religion. Religion is their whole thing. Oh, you got me there. Thanks, Joseph, for that horse shit. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I really don't know what else there is to say other than let's go and polish ourselves because <laughs> it says we can. Um, I will give some of my gay friends a call and say, hey, just read this chapter in the Book of Mormon. says that we're not allowed to be straight. I am going to have to go with you down to the gay district. They'll love it. It'll be great. I think I already live in the gay district. It's pretty progressive here. See, there you go. There you go. That's about all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, we got to have the wrestling matches with the person on our shoulders to have the fight with the other people with the person on their shoulders. We need to do that. And the wet T-shirt competition. Yep, yep, wet T-shirt. So lots of gay people, lots of polishing uh, of genitals, lots of eating of ourselves, lots of wine. Wine is good. It says that we can have the wine. And we got to have some sort of pool party. It almost sounds like this orgy we're going to have next week. I think it is. We are leading ourselves into an orgy. <laughs> well, on that, on that note, stay tuned next week. We have a very, very special episode next week. And we won't give too much away. But, yes, it does involve an orgy. <laughs> of sorts. And the final chapter of First Nephi. And hopefully more polishing of shafts and more drinking of wine and more eating of yourself <laughs> virtually because no one's going to be in the same room at the same time. Well, we're on lockdown at the moment, aren't we? We are. Happy lockdown, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm sure your life is going to continue just as it was because you work from home. And that's why I don't get mad about it because it doesn't affect my life. This year I've got a different job. Last year I was working from home and avoiding people and I was like, 
well, everybody else is just living my lifestyle now. Like, I don't believe it's the government's responsibility to control this epidemic in any way, but it doesn't affect me, so I won't complain. I mean, let's face it, our government does not have a good record of controlling situations. <laughs> no! It's not exactly their strong suit. It makes me laugh, actually, when all the conspiracy theorists go off about you know, how the government is capable of pulling off all these grand, intricate schemes. I'm like, our government couldn't run a fucking pub raffle. What are you talking about? I was just thinking yesterday, actually, the more people you get in a group, the lower the collective IQ goes. I think it drops off fairly rapidly because oh. if you've ever tried to do a group project, it's shit. Well, group projects, there's always one or two that know what they're doing that pretty much do the whole thing. And then there's the others who just got to sit back and enjoy the ride. Like there's the two people that will do the work. There'll be maybe one or two people that will then give the presentation to the rest of the class. And then there's the other ones that are just there and say, yeah, we're just here to like write off the smart people and get the good grades. I was one of the last group, incidentally, last time I was at university. Group intelligence is inversely proportional to the number of people in the group. We just haven't evolved for it. Often when we do this podcast, your challenge is to, you know, kind of decipher through all of the good stuff and whatever. Your challenge editing this week's podcast is to find something funny in all of that. <laughs> that was very difficult. Pretty much. I might have to put lots of sound effects in. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> See if you can find a polishing sword sound effect. <laughs> And the quiver. <laughs> and the sound of a human eating their own flesh. <laughs> Yum. Oh, thanks, Brother Paul. All right, well, on that note, sister patients, thank you, everyone at home, for bearing with us through all of this. Next week is going to be awesome. Uh... Yep, give us a like, a share, a rating, join Patreon and help us keep this thing going. And go back and listen to the old episodes if you just discovered us. Uh, we've got a lot of episodes there now. We've been doing this for a few months. So go back and get up to speed. Join in our jokes and our music and have yourself some fun. Yeah. Sister Patience, I'll talk to you officially on here next week. Yes. With our special show, but no doubt I'll talk to you during the week as well. Uh-huh. Now, now, take care. Don't go straight because... We read tonight you're not allowed to go straight, okay? I won't. So because I'll the... stay in the gay district. Yep, okay, okay. And and look, don't eat yourself, please. There's not a lot of I, you I left to, to eat anyway. You pull well, your BMI is pretty good. You you can't Thank afford you. to go eating yourself, okay? No, no, yeah. I couldn't reach anyway. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and everyone at home, we definitely although the Bible tells you to, we do not recommend eating yourselves. No. Don't do it. Yes. Don't file legal action against us for eating yourself. The Bible's not a manual. Yes, absolutely. Uh, on that note, everybody, thank you very much. Talk to you next week. In the name of Jesus Christ himself, <laughs> amen. Amen and fuck this. <laughs> <laughs>